Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Today we have part two of my interview with Tim Holmes. The first episode we called Spiritual Wanderings, and I guess this one would have more or less the same title. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll call it Vision Quest as Vacation. <laughs> so Tim... He talked about a lot of great things and told us about his adventures, kind of his his ritual of a very spiritual ritual of going on a wander or a journey for one week, for two weeks. And then this episode, we're going to hear about a, a little bit longer journey. And some of the themes from the first part were the image of walking on water about having a radical faith or trust, kind of dwelling in that space of a radical faith and trust in nature, in the world to provide for us, in the great spirit, however you want to frame it, dwelling in that trust and faith, and then just kind of opening your eyes up and wandering and seeing what crosses your path and, and just kind of going with it. And we talk, he talked a lot about prioritizing those spiritual times by, by making these journeys a priority. And one of the other messages he mentioned was nurturing that voice. Each of us finding our voice, finding the quiet to journey and to discover that voice within because we all have something to contribute. And our individual voices are important. Sometimes we feel drowned out by the times, you know, our, our times. The challenges, the worldwide challenges, and we forget that our our lives are first and foremost local lives. Our effect is strongest localist in this room, in this house, in this workplace, in this school, on the street, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our nature. So, so now we're on to the third journey. Oh, before I get to that, I wanted to let you guys know that. This podcast last week, the first episode, the first interview with Tim Holmes inspired me to go hitchhiking this past week. I went out to a festival about 10 miles away this past weekend, and I just went for Friday evening. I volunteered in the kitchen for a few hours, got to make some chicken and waffles and gravy for people. And just kind of like, you know, it's fun to be a part of the team and helping serve at the festival. And then you earn your free ticket. And I go to the festival, have a grand old time. Now, I got a ride out there, but I didn't have a ride home. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to walk home and put out my thumb and see if someone picks me up. And if not, I'll just walk all the way home. It'll be an interesting night journey. I was leaving at like 1245, so I'll get home around 330. But hey. It's summertime, it's 80 degrees, the moon is shining, let's do it. So I walk and I walk for a mile or two and put out my thumb, but it's tough hitchhiking at night. I think people are just scared of picking people up at one in the morning, even if they're coming home for a festival. But I was surprised by my, my high rejection rate, but probably somewhere in the third mile, a car stopped about 100 meters up the road. So I ran after it and I said, I can have a ride. And this lady said, yeah, come on in. And uh, so this nice lady, Steph, she picked me up and gave me a ride back to Ithaca. And it was uh, really wonderful. 
but I was playing with the notion uh, of wandering and and hitchhiking and just putting myself out there and kind of jumping in the stream and seeing where I would end up a bit or how long it might take me to flow. So thank you, Tim, for the inspiration to wander. Wander open-minded and open, open spirit. And without further ado, let's go on to part two. Vision Quest as Vacation, Spiritual Wandering with Tim Holmes. Give me a sneak preview of this third voyage yeah. last night. This third voyage has a great name to it, and uh, yeah. I mean, all these trips are quite epic. But this is this is the big dog, huh? Yeah, this is a, a two-month journey. I wow! Went on. It, and it what was, was the vision for this one? I, I call it the Cyclone Vortex Tour, which is a great title. Yeah. I mean, you turn that one to a book. <laughs> this one might be the book. Yeah, I I just felt in my spirit that I was gonna go felt to go on a journey with a group of my friends um, to go counterclockwise around the United States, around the Outer Rim, to just, uh, this is back when the um, uh, Pay It Forward movement was going strong, mm. to, to do random acts of kindness to complete strangers in, in hopes that it'll stir them up to do the same for others. So I, I was getting my backpack ready, and then my zipper broke on this backpack. Yeah. So I had to went to Walmart and pick out a new backpack, and I saw one I liked, and I mm -hmm. took it off the shelf and looked at... Well, before that, the, there was two words that kept getting quickened to me. Mm. It was the word cyclone and vortex. Like, the universe speaks to us in many different ways, yeah. through people sharing, through words on art, articles in a newspaper, on a TV show, or on the radio. So those two words kept coming up. And I, when I went to pick this backpack off the shelf, I looked at the, the name tag of the brand on it, and it was called Cyclone Vortex. Those yeah. two exact words in the same order. Wow, so bizarre, right? Yeah. So it, it was just confirmation that I was supposed to do this journey and a cyclone is a tropical storm that goes counterclockwise. So I knew I was supposed to go in a counterclockwise direction. And then a vortex is just like a swirling, swirling of fluid. The purpose of this journey was to, you know, do the random acts of kindness mm -hmm. in hopes that it would stir up people to do the same for others around the entire mm -hmm. United States. And so me and my friend Jamie and her daughter Chloe, friend Eric, we jumped in my car that happens, the brand name of this car is Eagle Vision. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got the Eagle Vision. And uh, so we went through uh, Niagara Falls. And I, I'll just kind of focus on a few stories on this journey because there is like oh, yeah. so, I mean, there's two so months. many, two, two months worth of stories. Yeah, maybe a little bit of story, maybe, you know, some of the main themes that emerged. Yeah. But just to recap, so you wanted to go counterclockwise and kind of trace the edge of the U.S. border. So yeah. hug the Canadian border, hug the coast, yeah. hug the southern border. Yeah, okay. and then come back up. Okay, great. Yeah. 
So our, our first uh, journey brought us to uh, Niagara Falls. There is like a script, scriptural verse that came up, said, uh, when a great and effectual door is opened, there is many adversaries. Sometimes when uh, we're about to go through a big door mm. of spirit or making a profound impact in the lives of people around us or even in the world, sometimes we get a lot of opposition, kind of like mm. Martin Luther King Jr. did, Thich Nhat Hanh did, yeah. like Gandhi did. We had a lot of opposition because they're about to bring a lot of positive change in the world. Uh, we went to Niagara Falls and we were doing some yoga in the, the there was like a little goat trail that brought us to the bottom of the falls and um, we were doing some yoga in this pool of water on the side there and it, there, there was no signs that said we couldn't be there right. but then the park rangers came and we got some resistance there and they yeah. they took us away and brought us to their station and and we explained well there was no signs that yeah. said we couldn't be there to do yoga and and then we had to go through a bunch of rigor more there and oh, really? yeah gave us like a, a park ticket and we had to go back later on and it got dropped because there was no signs but yeah there was a little the opposition at the beginning of the trip mm. but then after that like a door opened to like just one divine appointment after the other mm. and um yeah we drove up through little part of Canada there up to Wisconsin to go to I think it was called Three Lakes it was like a survival camping class that Jamie and Chloe wanted to go th mm. through for the for the summer and so we camped out there for a night got to learn a little bit of that primitive lifestyle of like hunting and gathering for your own food and living yeah. off the land and and then uh, they stayed there for this for the summer course and we continued on into um, Montana, picked up a hitchhiker there, and this uh, woman taught us all, to, all about gas jugging, the, uh, the, the rainbow gathering way of uh, taking out a gas can and asking people for a gallon of gas here and there to help us oh, on our journey. Oh, that's what you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like at a gas station, you have your thing and they try to get a try to buy it, get a gallon donated to you? Yeah. Oh, wow. They, gas jugged all the way across North America and down to the south tip of California. People were pretty responsive to gas jugging? Yeah. yeah. It seems like people are more, um, if you ask for a specific need, like I need a sandwich or I need a gallon of gas, it seems like people are more open to that than could I have a few bucks. But yeah. People are, are very resistant to giving money, myself included, just because, I don't know, it feels like it doesn't, uh, it's more natural to give someone something concrete than money. Yeah. It's, uh, I think a lot of people agree. Yeah. So people were receptive to the gas jugging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got to, this lady was kind of showing us the ropes of like how to live on the road and mm. like the life of a hitchhiker and some people call them home bums or whatever. Call them what? Home bums? Home bums. What does that mean? That's a name that they call themselves, just people that live on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so did she stay with you for a while? Yeah, she did. Um, we went um, to, she wanted to go to Billings, Montana, mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up meeting um, a crow man there from the Indian Crow tribe. Okay. And uh, 
we camped out in a, a skate park for the night. Oh, wow. In the skate ramp, and we were w- woken up by this crow man. Offered us some uh, vodka for breakfast. A lot of people <laughs> offer you booze for breakfast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had some breakfast there. And he, he invited us to a, a native gathering. Oh, wow. There was about 10,000 natives from all different tribes. The Crow Festival was going on. So he brought us onto the, the Crow Reservation. And he introduced us to his family and uh, brought us in for lunch. They had, like, chicken homemade chicken soup and, like, homemade... Ro- uh, roles and very kind family they just accepted us and mm. it's a, a very huge family yeah they're at a very long dinner table wow <laughs> and it seemed like he called everybody his uh his like nephew or aunt or uncle it seemed like everybody was related mm-hmm. but this guy who has a big family was out just walking drinking vodka in the morning yeah oh, wow. <laughs> and uh so we went to this uh crow festival we got to help and this is in montana yeah, oh, near cool. Billings, Montana, okay. the Crow Reservation, and we got to help set up uh, teepees, and um, they had the powwows going on, the spiritual native dance, and uh, I, we set up a cot to do the uh, rapid relax method. It's just kind of like a, uh, a a neurophysiological way of inducing like a state of relaxation on mm. people. And, set up that to do that and we uh made artwork made uh i i did spray paint art like spray painted like uh space scenes of, like galaxies and like the moon or sun yeah. or planets we're selling that there and uh, eric was doing like native spray paint stencil artwork selling that there and you just joined they're like they're someone else's team or did you have this equipment with you i was yeah we just had it with us oh okay yeah, just like a pop-up uh, art stand okay, <laughs> it's good to have some um resources yeah, made some income. make some money but also you, it gives you an opportunity to engage a lot yeah yeah i met a lot of really great people there and uh um had a lot of very spiritual conversations there and on the way there i, I kind of had like a an experience of like um kind of like what christ experienced on the cross yeah he like took on like the negative karma of the world and Mm -hmm. like transmuted that through his own suffering Mm -hmm. and i i i felt that premonition before i got there and Mm -hmm. i i just said well i'm open to that great spirit if it's your will and just to transmute some a lot of the negative karma of the white folks and what they the horrid things that they did to the natives murdering them and stealing their land and and uh, we were in a uh, circle of people there and uh, just sharing a lot of great spiritual messages with them and very they're very open and receptive. But then all of a sudden, somebody threw a rock at the side of my, my head and I got, like, it almost blacked me out. In the middle of the circle? It was somebody outside it was just of the circle. random? It was an accident? Yeah, somebody outside of the circle did that. But they weren't throwing a rock at you. They were just throwing a rock and they, it happened to go into the circle and hit you. They, or do you think they were trying to hit you? They were trying to hit me. Really? I think. Yeah. Why do you think? And that was the first time I ever got stoned. Ha ha. Ha biblically stoned. <laughs> but, um, uh, what do you think about What was that all about? So I asked, I turned around to see who it was and the person had already ran away. And uh, the, 
one of the other natives there uh, said it was either because I had a mohawk, oh. because they 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 said that some of them didn't get along with the mohawk okay. tribe, or they just knew that I was a white guy and they didn't like like all the stuff that the white people did to them in the yeah. past. Were there were many white people at this event? No, no. it was okay. just me and my friend were the only okay. white people there. <laughs> okay, so. Huh. So it was probably the more of that. Well, it's quite shocking, though. Literally, <laughs> yeah. So that that premonition did like come to pass, kind of like the Christ experience of taste, taking on suffering to, yeah. to um, transmute the negative karma of mm. things that were done by the white people before. So how did the other people there react to that situation when you got hit in the head? Um, yeah, kind of like shocked. Yeah. Kind of thing, and but they like told me like what was going on, and but then after that it just opened up even a greater door of sharing spiritually. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good good times after that. Stopped at a rainbow gathering temporarily in um, like Colesville National Forest out in Washington, and and then um, yeah, I went down through Portland and um, stopped in Redding, California, mm-hmm. and we uh, visited a woman that we met actually at that rainbow gathering, and she happened to be in the hospital um, suffering from a tumor that she found out later on. And we, we were like dumpster diving along the way. We yeah. found like a whole uh, batch of like roses and flowers. Mm. We made a beautiful bouquet for her and gave her that. And we just prayed for her, sent her some Reiki, some that universal healing energy. And, yeah. and uh, went on our way and got a call from her later on. And she said that they did a CAT scan of her yeah. later, and uh, they couldn't find the tumor anymore. So wow. it was like a miracle from great spirit happened there. She was like miraculously healed. That's amazing. God. And you guys were part of the con. You were part of the conduit. Yeah, just open vessels. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, we went to uh, Mount Shasta, California. Yeah, it's got a lot of spiritual energy historically, right? Yeah. We drove up to the parking lot. We were gonna climb up to the top of the mountain. Oh wow! In our like, we didn't have like any winter gear, but it's like an ice and snow-capped mountain, like almost like fourteen thousand feet tall. And just standing there by itself. Yeah. Like and nothing's around, right? Right. Yeah. I remember passing on the driving from like San Francisco up to like Washington or something like that one time. Yeah. And you feel like you're passing Shasta, Mount Shasta, for hours. Yeah. It's just there on the horizon ahead of you, and then slowly get closer to it, and you then you pass it, and it's right there. But it's yeah. like it's 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 along the path for like hours. It seems just yeah. standing there. It's it's yeah. quite unusual. Yeah, it's such a beautiful place. Nice mm-hmm. energy there, and so we went up there, and 
we realized that we didn't pack any water for hiking. <laughs> we got out of the vehicle and I, I felt to ask this uh, woman who was a Native American woman in the parking lot there. And I said, do you happen to have any extra water? Like we're going to go on this hike and everything. And, yeah. and she said, you know what? Uh, God told me to bring an extra gallon of water and that she'd find out why after she got there and she pulled it out gave it to us and said here this is yours mm. and she gave us like some white sage some blue corn Indian corn and uh, Indian tobacco and uh, they gave us uh, some good vibes for our journey mm. and she happened to be on a vision quest herself oh. for her tribe to uh, over for the men in her tribe to overcome alcoholism mm. so it's like an issue going on there with that yeah, for sure she was gonna do it it's a two-day journey to the top so you have to like camp out on the mountain she was gonna pray for her tribe to mm. be so she was going solo yeah cool to overcome alcoholism and to be good fathers to their children yeah we start up the the hill and put our uh running shoes on and doubled up on pairs of socks and pants and had a raincoat and dressed as warm as we could. And how far did you make it up? We made it up into the ice and snow-capped really? region there. Um, made it up to a high ridge, but yeah. it got like pretty dark, like kind of pitch black dark, and yeah. we were starting to lose our footprints in the snow, so we decided we should probably go back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so we like slid back down and uh, found like a, a natural water spring along the way. I got to fill up on this the most amazing tasting water there, fresh, mm, yeah. ice cold. Right out of the mountain, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, before we got to that mountain, the word respect kept coming respect. up to us. And so we didn't know what that was, the message of that was quite yet, but we were about to find out. When we got back down to the parking lot, there was a camp there called Panther Meadows. And a camp guard met us at the, the front entrance. And he told us that there's like these ancient uh, alien beings that live in the mountain there. And that people come there to meditate and pray. And that we had to be like in silence while we were there. Mm. But he, he brought us back to his camp. And uh, he had like a, a water jug with a water pump on it. And on the side of the, the water jug was that word respect mm. that was coming up. And it was spelled out in, ac in an acronym. And the acronym said, uh, realizing everyone's special purpose exemplifies correct teaching. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That basically when we uh, recognize and honor that everyone has a special purpose in life, that everyone has a callings in life, mm -hmm. uh, and that when we re respect and honor that in other people, it's going to enable us to live correct teaching. That we'll be living in correct teaching when we um, respect others that way. So that was a great message that we got there. And yeah, gave our respects to the mountains and the beings there and um, continued on our journey. So, so many stories I could go on and on. Yeah. And I'll, I'll conclude there. So you went, you you went on a two month, two yeah. month journey, and uh, when you finished, how did you, how did you feel? I, f I felt like I um, was like overflowing, yeah, with just greater love for 
for humanity and just because it's like great medicine just to be kind to, to others and like in Sacramento we all this food that we dumpster dove in a yeah. Trader Joe's we load up my car and went to a park in Sacramento and just started feeding all the homeless people in the park made them like uh, luxurious omelets and and uh, just doing like random acts of kindness to people and you could see how that brought inspiration to them because like they don't norm- don't normally see that and like why not be the change that we wish to see in the world and inspire others to make the world a kinder more compassionate place it's a, it seems like people go on vacation and they recharge their batteries right yeah but for you your type of vacation is to kind of go on one of these long voyages or wanderers with your eyes and spirit wide open and receptive yeah and with a desire to both like learn and connect to the divine but just to serve yeah the the, the, the divine serve human serve nature as you go and just kind of see what comes up right yeah it is um it's like an alternate type of trip because a lot of us might just save a bunch of money and say all right i'm going to go to um nebraska on vacation yeah uh, that's a random place but who knows yeah. and you know you drive your car there you fly there and you stay at your place and you recharge your batteries you meet some people and that's awesome yeah. but this is kind of like a different different model this is the trip as spiritual voyage yeah right spiritual focus and it's like people might say well where how how, how did you find two months how did you find two months to go okay because a one a one-week trip or two-week trip is comprehensible but a two-month trip how, how, how did you put the rest of your life on hold to find all this time to go on this spiritual journey? Yeah, well, I guess that comes part of, uh, because spirituality is my main focus in life. And uh, if it calls for me taking a journey to make spirit a priority, then so be it. I make the time. And, and as far as like finances, I find little odd jobs here and there, or like me and you did. Uh, Scrap. Scrap, scrapping in the panhandle, yeah. Scrap metal in, and <laughs> just uh, and just beyond that, just trusting the universe for whatever is needed along the way. And you have, in recent years, you've become trained as a massage therapist. Yeah, went back to school, got certified in integrative healthcare and therapeutic mm. massage, and have been to Thailand and got certified in authentic Thai massage style. So. That's another way I've been able to support myself in just doing uh, holistic And that's practices. great. Sometimes we find opportunities where we could get paid because money is still a part of life, right? Yeah. Get paid and be also uh, nurturing and caring for people. Yeah. Sometimes Nurture. we find these in teaching or healing type of type of jobs, yeah. you know. So that's that's a real blessing when we can yeah. find those. To um, nurture ourselves and others. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, it was great to uh, hear about your, just your outlook is very refreshing. Certainly you are a monk-like character and, and it's awesome to, uh, to spend time with you yeah. and uh, awesome to always, uh, I, love, I love our own synchronicity, how we seem to cross paths every yeah. year or two and whether it's here or Rochester or yeah. who knows where, you know, uh, it's, it's, always, it's always fun crossing paths and uh, yeah. I look forward to see how our own spiritual paths, how they all, where they'll take us. But we're already there, right? Yeah. It's in a, a way. It's always refreshing to, to see your face again and spend time in your presence. And 
you urban monk you that's right brother we're, we're still in this benevolent gang together in life that's right spreading man. The, the light and love in this hood of good that's right man we're trying trying give thanks brother much love much love blessings blessings well that's a wrap thanks for tuning in to the weather of the mind check all the podcasts out at weatherofthemind.org let's keep living and learning have a good one bye bye